What's up, Houdat Nation, and welcome to the Dome Patrol United Saints Podcast. What's up, Houdat Nation? Thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast. I am your host, Jason, today. Jeff is off in the land of Mouse, out in Orlando. I guess he's working. I don't know. He says he's working, but I don't necessarily believe him. So I will be your host for our show today. Uh, but before we get to the episode, I want to remind everybody to tune into our Facebook live stream draft night party. This is coming up on year. What year is this now for us? Four, five, five of this? Wow. It's like a, one of those anniversaries. So um, we tend to get pretty drunk, and I tend to get pretty drunker than the rest. Uh, so um, it, it's always a lot of fun. Uh, we're here for the entirety of the first round, which will be about four hours, five hours. So a lot of drinking. But um, as usual, any listeners who want to come on the show and have a drink with us, feel free. We've got five hours to kill, so we got plenty of time. Come on in. Uh, so we will have that. And that is three weeks away now. Almost. Yep. Thursday, over, April twenty seventh. Little over three weeks away. So it's pretty exciting, and it's finally, finally here. Uh, so we've got that at the end of the month. But on this episode, uh, we're going to talk about Hendon Hooker visiting the Saints. Um, you know, there's a debate on whether or not to use him with the first round pick or, or maybe wait until the second round pick. So, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what other needs this team needs uh, at this point in, in the offseason. And then uh, what positions do we need to get? And is it better to fill them in the draft or free agency? So those will be our topics that we'll talk about today. Joining me on the show, James and Wesley. How you guys doing tonight? All Great. Good. All right. All right. So. So let's dig into let's dig into the first one. We've got Hendon Hooker. Did he he came in for a visit? Did the visit already happen, or is he still scheduled to come in for a visit? He visited on Tuesday the fourth, I believe. Okay. Or okay. or um yeah, I believe it was Tuesday the or, or Monday the third. So so he's coming in. Had a great season in Kentucky towards ACL near the end of the season. Tennessee. Uh, sorry, I mean they're right next to each other, right? It's... <laughs> They're both in the SEC. The state's They're both right in the SEC. Other. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, right. It's good. They're both in the Appalachians, right? I said that right. Look, I, I'm not used to hosting. I, my, my brain kind of turns into Marshall times. But anyway, Hendon Hooker is here, coming off the injury. Um, yeah, the Saints did sign Carr. How long term of an answer is that? We don't know. But before we signed Carr, I know there were there was there was a lot of thoughts of possibly us. Grabbing Hooker that he would fall due to the injury. So now the debate appears to be, do you try to take him with them? If if that's where they want to go, if they come in and they like what they see, and that's the direction do they want to go, do they use the first-round pick if he's there at 29, or do they try to wait until the second-round pick and hope that he makes it? So the benefit of the first-round pick is you get the fifth-year option on a quarterback. If he pans out, that'll help you. But... um there appear to be other needs on the team now that we have Carr, and you feel like he can be an option for years. So that's probably going to be one of the bigger debates heading into the draft. So where do you guys stand on that? Yeah, I mean, one, I'll just say I think that a lot of this may be a, a bad tweet from Ian Rappaport, the way he worded it, because he, he was making two different points, I believe. But he said Hinden Hooker is flying in to visit with the Saints. And then his last sentence is, New Orleans picks 29th. Now, 
he did not say I have word that New Orleans is considering drafting Hendon Hooker with the first round pick. I I just can't imagine that that's accurate. That um it just wouldn't make any sense. Like you said for multiple reasons you said of we, we've got Carr, he's locked up for at least 3 years. Um we've done a lot of being very clear that he's the the quarterback that we want and who we want moving forward and I don't think that makes us where we shouldn't draft a quarterback at all to see if who develops and at the end of that three years, if we have like a good backup or something, but a first round pick, like when you signed Carr and you brought back Michael Thomas and you did multiple things that this team is doing, you are now calling yourself a playoff team. Like we're doing this to win the NFC South. And then, and then what can happen beyond there? Once you make the playoffs, you don't team teams doing that. Shouldn't be spending first round picks on a quarterback that's injured. And even if Hendon hooker wasn't injured, Hendon Hooker is not ready to be an NFL quarterback for, for a couple of years. He he is somebody who needs a couple of years behind it. This would be the best situation for Hooker. I think it'd be great for him to watch D- Derek Carr for three years, grow in the organization, and then he'd probably be ready that fourth year. He'd, he'd look good. That just It doesn't make sense for the Saints. Everything about it makes perfect sense for Hooker, but for me, not at all the Saints. Yeah, I don't think you... I don't think you go into the offseason with a clear plan to make Derek Carr your starting quarterback and then take a QB in the first round. It doesn't make any kind of sense. Now, that's not to say they might not be looking at him with, I don't know, the third round pick or second round pick, probably still too high for my liking. But yeah, I think I think it would be a confusing message that the Saints are sending, that they've signed Carr to the deal they've signed him to, but then have gone and drafted a project because it would be a it would be a project, wouldn't it? At twenty nine, Hendon Hooker, who is is twenty five. Yeah, he's a, he's already twenty five. So so let's say he. I think he's a year is... younger than Jameis or something. It was something like weird of like how his age was. He's he's a, he's a, he's an older guy. So if he if he has this year as a red shirt, then you're looking at him. By the time he you know let's say he would play in year two, then he's still. Um, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd be 26. So I, I wouldn't be opposed to taking him, not not in the first round. I, I think first round would, would be a mistake. In a later round, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, if he's there at 71, I'm fine with running up to the podium and picking yeah. Hendon Hooker. I'm, I just, I'm I, completely I, he's fine. He's not going to, he's not going to make it to 71. There's just no, no. no I, and I agree with that. He should not make it. Um, I don't think he will make it. I don't know if I want to, I'd maybe trade up to 65. I don't want to spend a lot more on something like that. Um, and it's not because, I mean, I don't think he can maybe be fun or decent for somebody someday. I just don't know if the, the Saints are the ones that should be taking that risk because I think there's also a really good chance he's put some stuff on tape that makes it look like he may never play quarterback in the NFL. I mean, you look at his last two. I mean, the stats are there. So. The, stat, the stats are definitely there. For you sure. know, 58 TDs and five picks over the last two seasons. It's pretty strong. Yep. Um, so, yeah. With with bringing Carr in the fold, I just don't see it. I I just do think there are too many other needs. I mean, at this point, they're committed to Carr for for two, three, probably three, three years. Three, three years. No, it's three three years. One hundred three three years. One hundred million. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, in three the third year, like, well, in the wasn't the third year like a ten million payment? Yeah. yeah. So it was three years, a hundred. The fourth year was the fifty million dollar. Like that. That's the one that's unsure. But the three years, hundred million is pretty much that's his contract. Okay, so I appreciate the Saints kicking the tires on him and taking a look. Yeah, but let's inter- let's 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 have lunch. let's have dinner with everybody. 
Yeah, well, they've brought um, in Clayton Tune as well, the Houston QB, for a visit, or they're bringing him in as well. So that it's clear that they are looking at. And, and that's the perfect kind of quarterback for him, the one that's probably it's definitely going to be there day three. And um, again, Tune's a guy that's put a lot of stuff on tape that looks good. Um, he's completed 67% of his pass each of the last couple of years. He doesn't have the big arm strength. He's not going to push the ball downfield and, and all that. But as far as for, for running a West Coast offense, he looks like a guy that would could develop into, I mean, I, everybody wants to say it like, but uh, it'd be great if the Saints could get another Chase Daniel. And I mean, it's true, like a good solid backup that's smart enough to talk defenses. And if you got to get him to play a quarter, he's not a moron. And, you know, I mean, but he's he's smart and he's a, another coach and he's, you know, a, a, another pair, pair of eyes and all. But it's, it's funny how a lot of people say that, but it's a fifth round pick. You're not getting Brock Purdy like that. That's accidental. Happened. And again, we don't even know if Brock Purdy is real <laughs> like that. I mean, I. He may never may never win a game again after after um, the the way he looked. So you just never know with how those those athletic young quarterbacks you know have success. Yeah, there's a yeah. chance the 49ers caught lightning in a bottle with that at the end of last year, and that's never going to happen again. Yep. My my big thing with with the the Hooker car stuff is that I if you did not like Hooker on March first, so you were moving forward with Derek Carr because if you liked Hooker a month ago. There's a way to get him. You've got the 29th pick. It's pretty much projected league-wide that he'll be available at the end of the first round. So you just say, like, well, that's the, the direction we're going. I don't know why you don't like him on March 1st, but on April 3rd, you do. It, it's, it, that wouldn't make any, any sense to me. April, on April 3rd, when you already have a quarterback that you like locked up for three years, then all of a sudden you're – I think it's a good – a good thing to talk to him. We're going to talk with a whole lot of people. The Saints are going to have visits with a lot of players they're not going to draft. Let's just go ahead and get yeah. that out of the way now. And Hooker's probably one of them. Yeah, I I definitely do want the Saints to pick a quarterback with either you know fourth or one of those fifth round picks just to get a just to get somebody in the building. I mean, more more than likely the odds are that he's not going to amount to anything much. But I would like to to you know almost every year bring a guy in just just because i mean who knows how long car's gonna last and what if what if, you know god forbid what if car fails <laughs> then, then we're kind of stuck so i definitely want them to wait to to use a pick but probably not one of the one of the first few picks i think there's i think there's too many needs on this team going forward that they need to fill especially you know since they appear to be going in on winning a shitty division this year so they're going to need to get some production from their from a few of their early picks um you know, after losing, you know, we lost all the defensive tackles. We signed two more. There's still an option to bring in a receiver. Um, Let me tell you, yeah. Let me tell probably... you another reason that you, you want to talk to Hinn and Hooker, because on April 5th, the Saints are going to be talking to the Bolitnikoff Award winner, the wide receiver that Hinn and Hooker threw to all year, um, J Jalen Hyatt, who is right there, lower first round pick, is considered to be probably possibly available where the Saints are. Um, at 29 and that's a a real receiver that is a he's the the best field breaking receiver um, speed receiver in the draft this year he's got great hands runs good routes and he made Hendon Hooker look really good I mean he made Hendon Hooker's job easy because that guy was wide open a whole bunch so that's a good good segue with talking to Hooker to be like oh hey by the way what was it like throwing to Jalen Hyatt what do you think about him <laughs> 
Yeah, and, and the Saints probably they they should take a receiver now. There's a possibility, and you know, there's a couple of, of of good tight ends out there. Do you think they maybe go for a tight end? I know they just resigned Johnson, but at this point, do they have anybody else outside of Johnson? I mean, Troutman's not coming back, so do we have any other tight ends that are actually on the roster at this point? I mean, you've got Taysom. Troutman's not going to be. I mean, I think that everybody knows what Troutman is, and then. I mean, there's some rumors now of us maybe being able to work something out with Foster Moreau and maybe him playing the the back end of the season, but I think that's a lot to count on. I, it would make a lot of sense for the Saints to um, draft some rounds four and after, some big tight ends that are athletic and have hands that they can they can work with. Hopefully we don't trade six draft picks for one of them. Um, well, Pink's not here, so we should be fine. <laughs> so we should be okay. Um, some undrafted free agents, some of these big six foot seven, 260 pound guys. Like I, I'm, I'm all for the saints. Uh, they need a tight end that they can develop over the next couple of years. Tight ends develop very slow. Um, they're not great receivers. They're not great route runners. They're not great blockers. When they get to the NFL, somebody has got to learn all that stuff. Um, so it's, uh, I think it's great to bring in some of those young guys and just see if one of them hits. Eric Carr also does throw well to his tight ends utilizes the tight ends <laughs> well okay so i mean if that's the case i would almost be more willing to grab a tight end with either the second or the third round pick you know take there's gonna there's some if, good tight ends this year and yeah it's, it's pretty 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 deep what you're looking at with tight end yeah and and i don't look i'm i'm not a mock draft guy i don't get into all the exactly who the players are out there i just know there's a handful of tight ends um a guy from notre dame guy from utah you know one of these tight ends you know one of these really good tight ends is probably going to fall so if if he's there you can guy from michigan that's really good yeah so you know if if you're looking there at second round right there i'd be really tempted because that that just adds another weapon on the offense that and and anything anything to help (laughs) anything to help car out especially since he likes throwing the tight ends um any other real need yeah, I mean the, the defensive line and defensive end and linebacker are all like at that those 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 front seven on the defense are either paper thin or not even enough to like we don't have a three tech on the on the roster that's a true three tech right now. Hmm. Um, like we, I I like the guys that we've signed and they're good rotation guys, but there has to be a rotation. <laughs> there's gotta there's gotta right, be right. Yeah, a couple of more, more people there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're almost to a point to where your your first three picks, you got to get a defensive end and a defensive lineman. Yeah. And I mean, two of those three picks, like almost have to be that. Um, and listen, I don't think the Saints care that they that they have to because I think they're going to draft best player available. I really think that. I mean, if if best, we sit there, best we, player or best defensive lineman, available. I think they're going to draft best player. I think they're they're listen. The Saints are going to get to 29. We're going to have a defensive end, a defensive lineman that are ranked like 35th to 40th, and they're going to take the guard that they have 17th, the rate of the best, the 17th best player in the draft. I mean, I, I'm not going to doubt it. And I mean, it's, it's, it is well, what I'm, it is with them. I mean, look, I'm also not opposed to draft an offensive lineman because we definitely need an offensive lineman. I really, yeah. the, 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 the trenches is, is to me where they need to fill in in the draft as much as possible. Both starting guards are free agents at the end of this season. To we'll, Pete we'll, and Ruiz. we'll see on Ruiz. I don't see us. I mean, we're not, we're not picking up the fifth year option. On Ruiz, at the so moment. I just, then, just yeah, can't, I just can't see us paying him 
whatever is 14 million. 14 million. Yeah. I think, I think at 14 million, he'd be the top three paid guards in the NFL. I mean, he's been, he's been good last year, one for one season, but he ain't getting that. Right. No. Yeah. Just definitely make me, you know, make him prove that he can do that again. And then look, sign him to an extension. That's for sure. Look, we will massage the cap and he'll have a tiny cap number next year. And it'll, it'll work out. That's fine. For sure. So, so yeah, so definitely an offensive lineman. And then yeah, on the defense, cause at ends, you got Turner Granderson and Cam Jordan, who's going to be, who's 33 right now. So, I mean, at, at some point he's going to fall off. Is it this year? I mean, it was, Here's the deal. What's so crazy is that in 2021, the first half of the year, he fell off. I mean, he disappeared the first half of 2021. And then the second half of 2021, after having COVID, had like one of the greatest, like whatever, six game runs of his career. And then he looked great last year. I mean, right back to, to, I mean, but yes, at some point he's hitting a wall. And right now we can't see that wall. It's going to just suddenly be there one day. Oh man. Yeah. But also too, if you're not putting a good line around him, Cam Jordan's not like going to get just bust through the double team. Like he did two or three years ago. He started doing good the last couple of years because we figured out ways to get him on single coverage. Still when he's double teamed, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a rough, that's a rough day. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, I, mean, I, think so- I, I think that interior three tech is, vital that we get one of those with the first two picks um because even i know even free agents that are left are not particularly inspiring interior there's still some decent outside some good there's some good defensive ends for sure Um, some name name defensive ends let me say that i don't want to yeah 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 but i I think the interior is uh, i I, has got to be probably pick 29 or pick 40 somebody has got to plug that gap so to speak Here's the only problem, James. What are the chances that we don't move up from 29 or 40? <laughs> like, I don't know if we're going to, yeah, I don't know if we're going yeah, to have both of those picks. We're going mean, to end up, we're going to end up, we're going to trade 29 and 40 to get the 14th pick. And then, yeah. like, we've got, and it's going to be for the, the best tackle in the draft. I, don't, I mean, maybe. I, well, I was going to say that we're going to trade 29 and 71 for 23 or something, just yeah. something silly like that. There's, there's, I don't think there's any way we're staying at 29. That's a, that's a, I mean, one, we know that Jason may not live through it if with all the alcohol he's going to consume if we wait all the way to pick 29. <laughs> but I'm, 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 so do I'm just it for thinking Jason, like the Saints. So like, we got it. You got to trade up. We can't make this man wait. He can't uh, do it. His no, please. I'm, I want to please make me wait. I want to wait. <laughs> I want to wait. Hell, you know, I'll, I'll go even further. If God forbid they actually trade down, trade which I know down. they won't. I mean, if they trade down, I'll do something incredibly Man, stupid on the show. I'll, I don't know what it's going to be. Can you imagine trading 29 trading down for like pick 35 and 45? Oh from, I mean, I don't know who has those, so probably didn't I would work, I would I would take my shirt off and just start <laughs> screaming running around on the well, now. I hope it happens. Right. Somebody get on the phone to Mickey Lewis quickly. (laughs) Somebody, please. No chance. We're 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 not we're not sitting at twenty nine or forty. I know. I know. It just it just can't happen. It's just uh, and man, you could just almost see the 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 first round unfolds. Like all right, they got their guys, and they also know we need the defensive tackle. Like is there some is there's one last 
big defensive tackle that's like super high on their board and they just like all right fuck it let's go get them and here's here's another thing that's not like a a bad idea but if you're a team like the saints that people it, even with Carr, like it can make sense in the media that you would draft Hendon Hooker at 29. Like people are, con- nobody's being like, that's the dumbest thing. Or people are like, yeah, it makes sense. Let Hendon Hooker play behind Carr. If you can make this look real enough to where a team jumps in front of you to take Hooker, a, a good player falls down another slot. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a bad idea either. Now, I don't, I have no idea if the Saints are playing chess or checkers or any game whatsoever with this. But but if that's a thing, if you make this look like it's real, and if it comes up on draft day that somebody trades up to 28 to take Hooker, that's a win for the Saints because somebody else that should have been taken in the top 29 or falling is falling. 100%. And, that, and that's, all, that's always kind of the fun part of the draft as it unfolds because there's a guy that, that you know the Saints probably weren't looking at or, we, or it's the position that we don't need. And you're like, okay, all right, somebody's falling, somebody's falling. That's, yep. that's, always a, that's always a fun part of the draft, especially towards the end when we're all hammered. We're just looking for something. So, so is there any – so if, if we're looking at that in the draft and you guys were talking about players that are, aren't available in free agency, I mean, is there any realistic free agents out there that you think we ought to – target at this point i mean I, I know we've we brought in a shitty offensive lineman I, I guess that means there's not anybody better out there in terms of the offensive line so that'll probably have to be addressed in the draft but well yeah. i mean the, the pass rushes that are available you've got justin houston you've got frank clark you've got bud dupree you've got Leonard yannick Floyd. Ngokway. uh who's the other one sorry leonard floyd's available leonard Floyd, yeah so, you know, there you name pass rushers who probably aren't going to cost you too much. Frank Clark might, I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of those players there have got recent seasons with high sack numbers. Um, so Robert Quinn's still available. Yannick and Guacway is still available. Everybody's going to cringe, but Jadavian Clowney is still available. Um, Ashawn Robinson's available. Um, Puna Ford, who's somebody that I could see making sense. Um, I wouldn't mind bringing um, Muhammad back, the guy that we drafted and never should have cut because, you know, he went on to play well for somebody else. Um, was that 2017? It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yep. He, was the, he was the last pick he, in 2017. He was the, the he? other one that... Uh, so, I mean, can, can, I mean, can we have uh, a draft like that again? <laughs> like, like, like Jason Pierre-Paul's out there, and I'm not saying you want him as your starting defensive end, but if you tell me you're going to end the right situations, put him in your NASCAR package when it's third and seven or longer, just Jason Pierre Paul can probably still run straight at the quarterback in, you know, 20 snaps a game. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it people. seems like with the, with the cap space that they have, it's probably more realistic that one of those guys, they're going to sign one of those guys. It yes. just, I think I mean, that they're I, still playing that game, the after the, the compensatory pick game, like because yes. we signed Landry and Matthew and and Winston a couple of years ago, right the day after, right after the draft, because it doesn't count as the compensatory pick anymore. Okay. So okay. there's a reason these guys aren't running all over town getting you know talked to. Is I think that a lot of them have deals in place. So that'll be interesting. Then. So we're gonna have to wait until see how the draft unfolds, and then we'll have a better idea of what 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 they may target. I mean, even names that guys that are gonna be cheap, Shaq Lawson and Carl Nassib, they might not be great, but they they're better than whatever undrafted free agent you're gonna bring in. And again, you put them in the right situation, they 
they're veterans who can still get towards the quarterback. So, I mean, also looking at the roster, we are pretty light at, at linebacker. Yes. Yes. Especially. At, well, especially, we brought Andrew you know, Dowell back. So problem Super Bowl, solved. baby. <laughs> Zach Bond no. still on the roster. <laughs> well, and let's let's not forget that. I mean, I mean. Our linebackers, have, one of them's getting older and one of them has missed time both of his first two seasons in the NFL with, with injuries. Yeah, I mean, that, that's why it really kind of, you know, having Ellis leave was the one guy I really didn't want to see leave. And that's really, it's really going to crush, I think, the depth at linebackers. So that's that's got to be a position. Now they, I mean, they've got it. some young dudes. They got Sewell and Jackson, rookies from last year. I mean, God, Chase Hansen, Ryan Connolly, Zach Bond, man, Ty Summers. This is a... We did Oof. re-sign Ty Summers. This is uh, this is the linebacker room is kind of ugly. It is honest. now. I will say that I have I have slightly more faith in the way Demario Davis plays in his aging over what Cam Jordan. I think think that obviously you're getting 34. There's a wall there coming too. I think that uh, we're gonna see Demario hit it slower, and you're kind of gonna see a decline and know when it needs to to go. Where I mean. I just feel like Cam with his size at just at one point, it's just, he's not going to be able to fire anymore. Oh man, this is going to any, are there any free agent linebackers out there worth really? The last time I looked, there was nothing that I was too um, excited about. Um, there was a couple of names that. Uh, and the Panthers signed a linebacker today. Um, Grugier Hill. So uh, the one the one name that I there's two names that I like. So Deion Jones is out there, who's just an athletic guy that we have seen him make plays. Um, and then Miles Jack is still just 27 years old. Wow. And he's never reached like his full potential, but there's there's still something there. I think with a, a guy that can that can come in and play. And again, if that's your your third linebacker now. I'm just going to throw it out there just so y'all know Quan Alexander is available. <laughs> he's, he's a free agent. I'm, I am so shocked that this hasn't been uh, coming up, but yeah, Quan and AJ Klein are both available. Oh, Mr. Coach Klein, bring, bring him on back. Is Dion Jones not a better version of Quan Alexander? I, I, I think so. It has um, to be right. He has to be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know where Dion Jones fell off, but like he, he he made some plays there for for some seasons. Now I think I mean, that he was I think that he was still in that Quan Alexander thing where he made lots of big splash, splash plays and some interceptions and big tackles, but he also probably was on the wrong half of the field <laughs> a number of times per game. Well, but well, I I, I mean that it has to be a, a salary cap thing, right? Because he signed a big, um, you know, he to, I know he, he signed went to Cleveland signed. a couple of years ago, but he's still just twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Huh. Well, after after kind of talking about about all this, it seems like <laughs> that defensive like, front seven needs some attention. Yeah. The the in, in terms of the draft, you're looking at defensive tackle. To me, defensive tackle and linebacker, maybe a defensive end later, and then try to hit defensive end and free agency. Just because there's there's really no tackles or linebackers free agency, whereas you might be able to bring in an end free agency, but in terms of tackles and linebacker that has to be addressed at the draft. I agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I definitely think that there's defensive ends out there that we can get in, give them 
20 to 25 snaps a game, knowing that it's pass rush situations and keeping them rest. I think that they can make some moves. And plus, we know we've we've seen that young rookie defensive ends um, either one develop slowly or two don't develop at all. So um, at least when the Saints draft them. So um, you notice we went through this whole thing and there was no mention of Peyton Turner. He's 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 invisible to me. I mean, it's almost like he's not even on the fucking team. Such a such a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah. it's just just disaster. But you know, again, this brings Sean up Sean Payton's uh, leaving gift to the Saints. It it just it just brings up the fact that I don't want to fucking trade up because we have a lot of positions we we need to address in the draft. We need as many picks as possible to take chances. I well, that's why I also do not want to draft a quarterback at twenty nine or forty. We, well, we I, have. I mean, for a play, a team that wants to be in the playoffs and wants to have a good defense to upset some people, that's not what we need as a quarterback at twenty nine or forty. We need defensive players who can play football within the by the end of next season. Yeah, after what we just talked about, there's no way I want to take a quarterback. For <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I mean, in zero. the in the division, there's a there's a better than even chance that Carolina are going to be pretty decent this year. I, I think. I, yeah, I, I think Carolina is going to be the team. That, that's going to be better than Atlanta and Tampa. Not, oh, not riding the Baker train. Caltras train, baby. James, you're <sighs> not you're not a fan of the Bakers. Not that one, no. I mean, unless like Atlanta pulls off some crazy miracle and gets Lamar. But watch out for New England. There, they've started stories have started dropping today about Mac Jones I being that. shopped yeah, around. I saw that. So, I don't know, but the, man, the draft is going to be interesting. I'm, I really kind of put the NFL and the Saints and the draft kind of off to the side for a bit, but now actually talking about it, it's kind of getting me a little, a little excited for it. So, um, I'll tell you what I do not want. So, just adding, bringing those two stories together, I do not want Atlanta getting Mac Jones. Mac Jones has two more years left on his rookie deal for a total of about five million dollars, and I think that he was improperly used with pretty bad receivers in new England. And there, that guy, there's a really good chance he puts it together and is a very decent NFL quarterback. And that, that could be a bad situation there for, for, for the rest of the division. If he gets in and just plays the way he did his rookie year and settles down and has somebody use him correctly. He's that's a cheap, that's a cheap quarterback for a couple of years that could put it together. Yeah, and they've already got a shit ton of cap space already. So, yep. Hmm. All right. Well, that's. That was, I thought that was, that was a nice discussion. Uh, final thoughts. Yeah. Um. I just will give a huge shout out to uh, Kim Mulkey and the LSU uh, women's basketball team. Um, one, <laughs> the highest scoring half in the history of uh, the women's national title game. The highest scoring game. In the history of the women's title name, we got 59 points in the first half, scored 102 in the game. First um, team score 100, is it? Yep. First, no, nobody's ever, I think 97 or 98 was the the, the record. So, um, and just the way the game went, it was a terribly officiated game, but it was equally bad for both teams. I think it's awesome that uh, 9.9 million people watched it. Um, I think that's not only good for women's basketball, but great for LSU basketball in, yeah. in general. Um, I think they're already looking having the highest rated draft class or, or recruiting class in the history of women's basketball for next year. This team's only they're losing three or four people and 
two to three of them actually are, are important players. Um, they're going to be better next year. Um, but great game. Caitlin Clark is absolutely just an assassin. And I, I mean, she does some stuff that's like Seth Curry type stuff that you're like, I don't understand how this person is yep. um, playing and how, how that, how that works. But um, awesome game. And um, Kim Mulkey coming in here, one already one of the best coaches in the history of women's basketball coming home two years ago and saying, look at all those final four ribbons. Y'all don't have a national championship. That's what I'm here for. Last year, having a good season and this losing nine people, she had to replace nine people. And in one year goes to a national title. It's there's nothing about that. That should make sense. Even if they're the best nine people in the country, they shouldn't be able to come together and play like that. It's pretty amazing. And people like to hate on her because of her fiery attitude, but she's a, she's a winner for sure. But, Huge shout out to them. Yeah, no, it says that I've never watched a minute of women's college basketball <laughs> before uh, before watching that on TV. On uh, I was on happy y'all had the game on. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I was glad. I, I mean, I, I would have found a stream of yep. it somewhere, right. but um, but yeah, no, it was it was great to watch. Um, and you know, I don't think we need to go into this over too much detail. But I personally loved Angel Reese giving the John Cena and pointing at the ring finger. I know there's been a bit of controversy around that um, in the media. We, I think we all understand why there's that controversy over that happening. But, you know, I don't think the people of Louisiana are going to be upset by somebody being petty like that. <laughs> I, think, I think that's only going to make them more popular. It's great. I love it. The people that are being the loudest about hating it are the minority. They're the vocal minority yeah. that most people are loving it and want more of it and they're excited about it. So it's great. Yeah. Jason, yeah, final it's, thoughts? It's, it's, it's sports. Uh, my final thoughts is one of the greatest weeks of the year. It's Master Week. It's Tiger Week. Um, man, I just I love Masters Week. It's so awesome. And uh, so we got big, big tournament. You got the live contingent coming in. There's a lot of anticipation with all the live guys who haven't played on the tour with all the rest of the guys they've been pl off playing in their own shitty What's the crowd reaction going to be to them well i think because it's augusta the crowds nobody oh, yeah, in the crowd's going to go very crazy very the crowd's not allowed to say a word yes yes they're not yeah. allowed the, the patrons <laughs> got, got to call them patrons um yeah they, they just don't want to get kicked out now i think at the other majors like the u.s open and the pga i think you'll see some heckling, but at Augusta, I don't think you'll notice anything different. Jason, bringing that uh, together, like, is Angel Reese allowed to go to Augusta and watch the Masters? I don't see why not. Okay, just making sure. They've changed that rules? Yes. <laughs> um, but just an exciting week. The weather looks kind of iffy Friday and Saturday, so I'm worried about that. But it should be a really a really great week, and my pick to win will be John Rahm. There we go. And I do think Tiger makes the cut. Of course, yeah, for sure. Actually, actually, I'll go ahead and say he Tiger finishes top twenty-five. Nice. I think he knows the course too well. You know, walking around is obviously the big issue with him, and it's such a hilly course. I mean, that's one thing. Get getting to be able to go there a couple times. I don't know. Everybody says TV doesn't do do it justice, but TV doesn't do it justice. The undulations and the up and down um, that the course is. So that's really going to be the tough thing for him. But he seems to be in good spirits, and he can still hit it just as long as a lot of these other guys outside of maybe Rory. But nobody's hitting it as long as Rory. But I Has think the word undulation make... ever been used on a Don't Patrol podcast before? Hmm. 
I need to mark this. This is a special I might moment. I might have actually said it in one of my other <laughs> golf segments. One of my go back in in the last you know the last thirteen years. Check whenever I brought up the Masters, I probably so, mentioned it once or twice. Last year, Tiger finished I think forty seventh, but he was definitely top fifty, and he didn't play for a year and a half before. It was over five hundred days that he didn't play before. So, I mean, there's no reason to think he wouldn't improve on that. Right. And so he's he's only played one tournament this year. He played the Genesis out in L.A. He did make the cut and he looked yep. pretty good. He shot a couple rounds under par. So I think just because of his, you know, Augusta is a place where you, the knowledge of the course is really so beneficial. So I think that he knows where to hit it. It's going to come down to putting for him. If, if he can make the putts, then I think he'll be there because he can hit it with everybody else. So is, is there any chance of a PGA and a live guy getting in an argument or getting back and forth? Or is, is this all like a media thing that these, these guys are still just the same friends as they were. They don't really care. And it's like, yeah, whatever's best for you. I'm glad you made money. Is, is this I, I all, think it's, are they going to do some pro wrestling type? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think it's most, it's mostly media made up. Now there are certain live guys that other players don't care for. Like nobody likes Patrick Reed. Okay. Sure. I don't think a lot of people like Bryson. I think uh, I think Sergio, not a people like Sergio, but they, like, like they Sergio. were talking today, like like Dustin Johnson. Everybody loves Dustin Johnson because Dustin Johnson just doesn't give a fuck. So I think when those guys interact, I don't think there's going to be any real difference. I think he's always got the best coke that they don't like, but they didn't like him before. So I, but I think you will see, like I said, the crowds at the next two majors. I do think you will see some heckling to the live guys, but for Augusta, yeah, I don't think you'll notice anything any different. Yeah, I think the European players at the um, British Open are gonna. So the European live guys are going to get a bit of grief at the um, at the British Open. Um, Good, just the way I like it. Um, I, I mean, I think, I, th- I think Rory McIlroy has been the most outspoken PGA Tour golfer. I think, and I don't know whether that's I see that from a UK can perspective. Him, can we get him and Phil paired up, please? No, he's he's basically been the de facto leader of the tour. Yeah, right. It's him and Tiger, isn't it, really? But we need, we need Tiger, Rory, and Phil as a threesome. <laughs> well, they did announce the groupings today. and that, Yeah, that's, what, it no. wasn't anything like that. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that. Yeah. No, they, the they Masters kept them doesn't, apart, haven't they? Yeah, look, it, it's, it's going to be pretty civil. But I, I don't want a live guy winning, but I don't mind one you know, being up on the leaderboard. This is going to be interesting to see because they haven't been in the grind of the, of the tour all year, and they've been playing these little hit and giggles. So I, I do think that's going to matter. So... I don't expect the live guy to win. So it's going to be a good week. So that's all the show we have for you right now. We want to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling all your friends about the Don't Patrol podcast. Uh, You can find us on, follow us on Facebook. You can look at Don't Patrol podcast. We'll have the draft live stream at the end of the month. You can follow us on Twitter, which is still up and running. Elon hadn't killed it yet at Don't Patrol PCAST. He's trying. He's trying. Don't Patrol UK. Or there's the old-fashioned way. You can go to Don't Patrol Podcast. Uh, yeah, I can. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Bye-bye, Zelia donkeys. Bye-bye, Iowa donkeys. Bye-bye.